1: Good evening, dummies. Episode 200. Yes, you heard me right. 200. August 5th, 6.39 p.m. We need to adjust the lights just a little bit. Let's bring a little bit of magic and wonder in there. That's not too bad. Let's do another one. Good enough. Good enough for me. Good enough for government work. Thank you, Governor. What are we going over tonight? Well, we always go over two or three things, and tonight is no different. Just because it's the 200th episode... I didn't really feel the need to do a anniversary special or anything else except celebrate with 28,000 followers, which is exciting, and it's great to see so many people watching the show, but 200, it's just like any other episode. It's a lot, though, when you think about it. I'm off two days a week. I'm supposed to run Monday through Friday. We're a little under a year, and we're already at 200. I'll probably wind up doing 225 or so before we hit that year mark. That's not too bad. I've missed a few days, but who can blame me? So much to talk about, so much to do, and I do have a life after all. I need some writers, but that's not going to happen until somebody picks me up. So I guess I'll be doing this show for the rest of my life. Don't Unfriend Me is about a lot of different things. We'll go over that in a few seconds. But one thing we always do is three topics. My personal pronouns are I, Don't, and Care. I'm going to go over it with you tonight of why personal pronouns to me are a ridiculous waste of time, and I understand every generation has to have their trope, has to have their pie-in-the-sky dream of what to overcome. Some, it's war, music, gyrating of hips with Elvis, bridging the mommy-daddy gap, getting away from the mommy-daddy gap, elderly World peace, well, this new generation has established their noble cause, and that is to ensure that you address them properly by the pronouns that they choose, that you will have no idea what they are, and even when they tell you, you'll still not understand it, but somehow are supposed to change your entire speech simply to satisfy and gratify their want and needs. I'm going to tell you why it is a lost cause and ultimately something I will never do. Next is Biden, his time to actually do something. Joe Biden simply had the worst week imaginable as a president. It was terrible. I'm going to go through all of the disappointing truths. I will tell you what we need from Joe Biden in the future. And it's actually something he can do. Something that no president has ever done, which is bring the country together. Truly. We were close on 9-11 in the days after. But that only lasted a short period of time. We need something more monumental. It doesn't mean death or an attack or a stock market crash or a major pandemic. We need leadership, something that Mr. Biden lacks. At least consistent leadership, and we'll talk about that. Lastly, the French fry tastes the same. New government regulations, well, the French aren't having it. Go figure. France has found its moxie, what escaped them in certain world battles. They have found it today, and their people are no longer taking it. These green day glow vests have become a mantra. Well, it's certainly better than Antifa. They're dressed in all black and hoods, and we can't see them. What's the point of that? France is wearing day glow vests and crossing guard vests to show their unity against the government. And you might find this violent. You might find this to be reminiscent of insurrection. But I will tell you, this is the way governments have changed since the dawn of time. And whether that is a a rise and revolt against the local royalty, who say that they have delineations to God, whether it's communism, whether it's dictatorships, whether it's democracies, open revolts absolutely happen, except for the English The monarchy was never a revolt. They were just unhappy blokes and peons. We're going to go over all those things tonight, but first, what we always do is go into it with a joke. I'm changing my pronouns to almond joy and mounds because sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. Recorded from an undisclosed location, always honest, always direct. So sit back, relax,
2: Don't Unfriend Me starts right now.
1: Well, thank you, everyone. Who am I, and what are we going to do? Well, I've already told you a little bit about that. Who I am is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Why did I create Don't Unfriend Me? Pretty simple. I had some very close friends who we love and adore still to this day, and they were not happy with our political disposition or our ideology, and decided to go ahead and unfriend us. And I went online and I ranted about it. A few people saw it and said, "Geez, you should create a show." Alas here we are. It started out with the Fat podcast when we got into podcasting and it was fun. It was successful, but ultimately I stopped. And then five years later, we now have Don't Unfriend Me. It's a one man show. Occasionally I'll have people come on and hopefully that will continue to grow. But as of right now, you get to listen to me for the next 45 to 55 minutes to tell you all about what I think. And the reason why is because it's my dime. You can find me on don'tunfriendme.com. You can also find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Anchor, and such. We call all of our listeners the same thing and derivatives of the same word. We call them dummies. It's not an insult. It's the DUMs, It's the acronym, the Don't Unfriend Me's. Barstool Sports has their stoolies. We have dummies, and that's pretty simple. Dummies is an honorary title for all who watch the show. And alas, we have the dum-dums. They're a special kind of sucker. The dum-dums, led by Dusty Dinkleman, the first dum-dum of the show, are people who have no desire to have a conversation. They simply just want to tell you what they think so they can get their endorphin hit and then move on. Unfortunately, they'll never grow, they'll never change, and they're always the same, which makes them dum-dums. Don't be a dum-dum, be a dummy. Last but not least, if these social channels are not where you want to go, you can head on over to me.com. You can find all my videos, my podcast, my blog, and everything else there, and you can say hi and stop by, especially if you want to stop or stay away from the social media smorgasbord of craziness that happens on those sites. I've realized that uh, there's a tremendous amount of crazy people in the world, folks. I had a post that went viral We're now in the 22 million mark, and I will tell you, there's some very intelligent, some very touching conversations, and then there's just a bunch of chuckleheads, too. Either way, all I ask is that when you're here, try to respect each other. If not, I'm going to ban you, and it has nothing to do with censorship. It has to do with that you're a complete moron, and I don't want you on my side. Folks, let's get into it tonight. We have a long one, and we have a fun one. My personal pronouns are, I don't care. I left the corporate world. Let's rewind that, shall we? I left the corporate world for idiocy such as this. I saw the corporate world changing, and certainly not for the better. It wasn't that my comfort level was challenged. It certainly wasn't that I was holding on to the past and refused to let go of my cisgender white constructs. But we're seeing this new type of education. An education around dumbifying society so we don't offend or hurt anyone. I'm going to show you a video and this video is most assuredly cringe worthy. We'll watch it together. I will make some comments and then I will come back and I will put a big beautiful bow on it. What this is is TikTok, something I won't let my children take part in. I'm not a big fan of TikTok. Like Twitter, I think you should have more than enough time to say whatever you want. And shortened videos or shortened text doesn't necessarily get the whole message out there. We live in enough 30-second sound bites. Hence why my show's an hour and not five or six minutes. Let's watch the video. I must warn you, the first person talking is terrifying. You can tell tell there is a mental imbalance. She looks something between an iguana and a tiger. Or that she fell into a tackle box and wasn't able to escape. And I don't mean to insult the way she looks, but honestly, she deserves it. Here we go.
3: Nobody needs you to advocate for how difficult it is to use gender-neutral pronouns. Nobody said.
1: Well, first of all, we're immediately going to pick this off. And what a great still image. Those must be size 12 hooks. Hey, look at it this way. If she's in a survival situation, she'll be able to survive. Fish is an abundant food source for most. Listen. I don't mean to insult her looks. She is wearing a necklace with a guillotine on it, which is interesting. Either she's a Alice in Wonderland fan or she's French. Neither is an appealing option. But anyway, I have a problem with her immediately saying that it's too hard for people to understand. No, no, that's not it. It's that there is no conceivable way for anyone to understand except the person with the crib key that decides what their personal pronouns are. I can't address you properly until we have a conversation. So how am I supposed to address you when you have a magical decoder ring that tells you what your pronouns are? I'm not a mind reader. We haven't developed that technology yet. And when we do, I'll let you know. Until then, you are most assuredly whatever I look at you and decide you are, not because I'm assuming your gender, it's because there are two genders, and this has been this way for quite a long time. For you to change it and expect for me to understand is completely, 100% asinine. Nobody said the gender binary was blanking easy, as her next line. And nobody said that it made sense either. Once again, it's not the level of difficulty. It's the level of why is it important and why should I care?
3: the gender binary was easy. These are not my preferred pronouns. These are my pronouns. You will use them or you will not refer to me.
1: Then I accept the negotiation of your terms. I'm acquiesced to your request and I simply won't refer to you. So when you ask me a question and I don't respond, it's not because you are whatever you are. It's that I really have no desire to have a conversation with you and then to be verbally accosted because I wasn't able to read your mind.
3: At all. If you misgender me by mistake, fix it and move on. I don't need your elaborate apology.
1: Don't worry, I won't be apologizing in any way, shape, or form if I misgender you. I have a 50-50 chance since there are only two genders after all.
3: I don't care how many times you say sorry.
1: Don't worry, once again, I won't be apologizing.
3: Just don't do it again.
1: Don't worry. I won't, because we've already established I won't be talking to you, cat lady.
3: Moreover, if someone else misgenders me, it is never your job to tell them that it's okay.
1: Good, because I won't.
3: Because it isn't. I get it. The discussion of the gender spectrum confuses you, and that.
1: No, what confuses me is why we have a gender spectrum anyway when there are only two genders. It's like having spices, salt and pepper, and saying we need a spice rack. Now, when you introduce Lowry's and garlic salt and thyme and cumin and ground nutmeg, I could understand why we would need a spice table or a spice spectrum. But since there are only, since there are only two genders in existence, why do we have a spectrum? It's not that like, there's a plethora of genders, but there certainly are called what you say constructs. So what do you do to negate the problem? You create more constructs. That makes complete fucking sense. Pardon my French. I said I wasn't going to cuss anymore. That was a slip.
3: Fine, but if you don't know anything about it, don't f-ing speak on it.
1: Whoa, wait a second. Now, I most assuredly know nothing about this, and I'm going to go ahead and speak on it. That's called freedom of speech. We get that. You get that. You get to say whatever you want. I've actually done a lot of research on this, and the amount of research I've done was read the first three and then basically stop. Why? Because it's complete lunacy. And anyone that embraces this is completely off their rocker. No offense.
3: There are non binary people, there are trans men who, who lactate, there are those who.
1: There are trans men who lactate naturally. Is that true? They trans trans men lactate. I happen to know a little thing about this. I have to take testosterone replacement therapy. And if my estrogen increases, I most certainly will get man boobs. But I've never lactated from it. Please explain to me how it happens. I'm sure it's medici- a medicinal push that makes this happen. And if you are taking hormones and you are... Limiting the amount of growth hormone or regular male hormone in your body and replacing it with a female hormone, I'm certain that certain, th- certain things will change, including since you have mammary glands, men do, that they would lactate. But is that natural? If it's not natural, I'm sorry. Who's to blame?
3: By he, him, different pronouns. It's just inclusive to everybody. Is-
1: you can't be inclusive to everybody. How is it possible to be inclusive to everybody? You have 64 different classified genders and names for them. The amount of pronouns are in the hundreds, if not soon to be thousands, because everyone is now saying that there are different pronouns, and you can just select them, and they all mean different things. It literally is code-breaking. If we, have, if the NSA ever loses its code capability, all we need to do is use the different pronouns in this spectrum of different genders and key pronouns and we could make the greatest algorithm known to man
3: not hurting cis women to say chest feeding but it does hurt those who go by other pronouns to continue to say breastfeeding especially if they have body dysmorphia
1: something are you kidding me so breasts are now offensive breasts are some of the most beautiful things in the world When we have a piece of chicken that's six ounces and it's all white meat, what do we call that? Chicken chest? I don't understand. Why is breast a bad word? I have breasts particularly defined with a cut in the middle. They're not supple. You don't want to actually feed off of them, but they're still breasts, are they not? No, I have a chest? I don't understand. I don't get it. Why don't we call it a bust? Why don't we call them boobs? Why don't we call them titas? There are plenty other names that are known, but now we need to refer as anything above the uh, old navel and below the chin as chest or chest. Is it plural? Do I have more than one chest? This is so confusing. Own that you don't ever plan on using. What's something your own that you don't ever plan on using? It's a good question. What's something you own that you don't ever plan on using? I'll have to think about that. Oh, wait, we have an answer.
3: My uterus.
1: Your uterus? Well, that's going to be a pretty boring life. I'm sorry. Kids make everything so much worse. I can kind of understand where you're coming from. But let's hear her reasoning. By the way, she fell into a tackle box as well.
3: Because, f**k. And I mean this with all disrespect.
1: Well, you can't use the F word in this case because you're not going to use your uterus. So that's kind of counterintuitive. But anyway, move on. them kids cupio sexual people may decide to have cupio sexual people are asexuals who still desire a sexual relationship yet experience no sexual attraction what some cupio sexual people may engage in a sexual relationship despite not feeling sexual attraction while others don't both are valid and communication is key yeah it's called marriage i'm sorry we don't need to make up a word like cupio sexual just marriage will work
3: sexual relationship despite not feeling sexual attraction while others don't
1: i will tell you she's quite attractive i'm just saying that the makeup is interesting it's got that fantasy look it's kind of cool i really don't have a problem with what she's saying she's wearing a harley quinn top which is a little weird for me and a looks like a brown coat from the tv show serenity she's got the whole thing going on the hair is lovely
3: both are completely valid and communication is key what are your
2: preferred pronouns
1: okay this one is also very interesting. It's a girl having a conversation with herself, and I will say probably the most sane out of all of them, but it still absolutely makes no sense. Uh
2: Zezem. Oh, I've never heard those before. What are they?
1: Nobody's ever heard those before, except the people who go into your circle, which is a very small percentage. Uh
2: they're what's known as neo-pronouns. What are
1: neo-pronouns? What the hell are neo-pronouns? I've heard of pronouns. What what is this? Neo? Are these the one? Are these coming out of the matrix? I don't understand.
2: They're basically your own custom pronouns. When
1: Custom pronouns? They were custom before. Now we have custom, custom pronouns? Holy crap. Let's go ahead and dive deeper into this. Custom pronouns. When no other pronouns seem to fit you, come up with your own pronouns. Anything can be a pronoun, really. So you know what my daughter said today? She's like, Fox, soap, whipped cream. Those are my pronouns. But how am I supposed to know that?
2: All other pronouns seem to fit. You come up with your own pronouns. Anything can really.
1: And do you expect me to take you seriously when you say, no, 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 no? I'm not a he or a she. Excuse me. I am a fox whipped cream donut. I don't know what the other one I said was. That's how ridiculous. I can't even remember what I said five seconds ago. And you're going to expect me to take you seriously with whatever's going on with your face? If those are birthmarks, I apologize, that was horrible, but I will tell you those are the coolest. You look like a freaking villain from, a, uh, from Marvel comics. I, I think that they look great. But what I don't understand is why you get to make up your own pronouns. Are you purposely trying to confuse us? Is that what you're trying to do? You're just trying to show how stupid and old we are. We can't even remember our car keys and we're gonna somehow remember your special made up Neo pronouns. Pronoun.
2: Oh, how do I use them? Um,
1: That's what everybody wants to know.
2: Depends on the person and their pronouns. Zay Zem follows a similar spelling to they and them.
1: No, no. Zay Zem follows absolutely no similar spelling. The only thing is you have a couple of letters that are the same. They also have very similar to soy or gem. And those make no sense either. Zay Zem is not anything resembling they them. Just because you have inflection and tonation does not mean I'm supposed to understand what the hell that means.
2: And even similar grammar rules, like Zer and zair.
1: Zer and Zer? What the Fez and Fez? So
2: they Zem, them, Zemself, Zers, things like that. Oh, okay. And
1: She even seems confused. Did you see her face when she said that? It was like, eh, this isn't really coming like, the, across the way I wanted it to. But I've already recorded this 67 times, and it doesn't make any sense, so I'm just going to go with it.
2: And there are other newer pronouns you said? Well, yeah, because they're customizable. Anything can be a pronoun, really. Oh, I didn't realize that you can customize your own pronouns. That's pretty cool.
1: I didn't either. How about dog poop? Can can my pronoun be dog poop? Or could my pronoun be disenfranchised, bewildered, and completely not on board? Could those be my pronouns?
4: Thank you. Hi, I'm Jax, and I just came up with new neo pronouns that combine...
1: Jax I would tell this to a boy or a man you can't grow a mustache you need to shave seriously until it comes in like this you need to shave it's not me being completely uh, transphobic or or zizemphobic. I just you can't grow a mustache seriously you need to stop a 10 year old boy can grow more facial hair than that I don't know if that's what you're trying to do and it also looked like you fell in a tackle box
4: him she her and they them okay no. so hear me out
1: no. They, okay. them,
4: theirs, okay? They, them, the theirs,
1: Thee The, them, theirs, okay, I got it.
4: You want to consider it, right? Let's take the first one, the, okay? This combines she, he, and they, right?
1: Well, then why don't you just say she, he, and they? Why is it okay for you to combine things to make a new word, but those words aren't okay to say together? It doesn't make any sense.
4: They, the, that's what they said, you know? That's what they said. Next, that's what we got- these,
1: that's what these said. Vice don't agree, young sir.
4: Them, right? Okay, so then we got, that's just combining them and him. Them, you know? I went to no, a movie with
1: I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just say him?
4: The other night. Last one, theirs, okay? It's just like theirs, but like.
1: The carpet doesn't match the drapes. You dye your hair. You've got dark eyebrows, you got a dark little thing going on here, and I can see your roots. Seriously, come on. Have some standards.
4: Also like hers?
1: What is up with that god-awful shirt also? I could literally vomit and not tell. This is fantastic.
4: Thurs. That jacket's theirs. Yes, this just sounds like they-them pronouns, but with the new-
1: It is they-them pronouns, but there's a super secret sauce, folks. We can't wait to hear it.
4: Ooh, ultra-scientific method. We have them so they've combined he and she as well everybody gets you with them there's today yeah tips somehow how you
1: can- oh okay this one's fantastic l- l- listen to this this more tackle box seriously it's like did someone go to the eagle claw factory and just like fall in is this a prerequisite you have to pierce yourself in order to get on this video
0: be a better intersex ally when it comes to inclusive language and him
1: and I don't want to hear anything because my Prince Albert qualifies me to go ahead and say about this video. Thank you. Every time I go to a urinal, it's like clink, 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 clink. Tammy, my mother-in-law, does that count as cussing? If it does, I'm sorry.
4: You know, I went to a movie with him the other night. Last one, theirs. Okay, it's just like theirs, but like also like hers, theirs. That jacket's theirs yes this just sounds like they them pronouns but with the new ultra scientific method we have them so they've combined he and she as well everybody gets you with them theirs today yeah tips on how you can be a better intersex ally when it
1: how i can be a better intersex ally no i'm good i saw the infomercial i've had enough
0: to inclusive language oftentimes people tend to use phrases like people with penises or people with vaginas rather than saying
1: I have never said people of penises and people of vagina in my life. Never. No. Nope. Never. I've never used those words in conjunction together. Ever. I'm absolutely confident. People of penises. People of vaginas. Nope. Never done it.
0: No and female or men and women. While this can absolutely be inclusive for trans people, unfortunately it's not always the most inclusive language for intersex people.
1: My advice... What the hell is intersex people? Listen, does somebody have a guide? Do we have a cliff notes for stupid people? This is above my intellect. I don't, the lady, the first one's right. I I don't get it. It's complicated. I don't understand intersex, outer sex.
0: (sighs) This is to use language that focuses on function and not just form. That means focusing on the actual function that you're talking about, such as people who can get pregnant, people who can get other people pregnant.
1: Do I say people who can get pregnant when I say people with penises and people... With vaginas? No? Okay.
0: People who are at risk of testicular cancer and so on and so forth.
1: Testicular cancer? What am I supposed to do? Just freaking do a prostate exam? Excuse me, sir. I want to have a conversation with you. Do you mind drop trow and just lift up? Go ahead and cough for me. What the hell are we? How am I not supposed to cuss? How? Why? This is kind of like an airplane where the guy goes, I picked a hell of a week to quit sniffing glue. I quit, a, quit picked a hell of a week to stop cussing. How am I supposed to get through this? At risk of testicular cancer and so on and so forth. Well, there is no so on and so forth pretty much with testicular cancer. You're either going to lose them or you're going to die. Both are not very appealing.
0: This is much more inclusive because there are intersex people who are born with a vagina but don't have a uterus or ovaries or an ability to menstruate. This is because some people that are born with a penis don't have testes. So it's much more inclusive.
1: Right, but this is like .00003% of the population. I mean, I... uh, to say what you actually
0: mean than it is to use language that works around that
5: um i'm trying to phrase this nicely and i can't yell but i want to
1: oh lady i comp- or i'm sorry jj mm-hmm. ju i completely understand i can't cuss so you and i are finally going to be able to relate this person and i are going to be simpatico here we go bring it on so, um
5: black people and people of color in the queer community aren't seen by white queers as as queer as they are on almost every occasion where I've been discussing my queerness or my experiences with queerness with white gays they speak to me in a condescending way and they treat me
1: did you just bring the race card into the LGBTq community are you freaking kidding me you listen no I'm not gonna say it I'm not this is the one that I'll get doxxed for I please. Nobody's questioning your queerness. It's certainly not because you're black. It's because you don't Come across, you do have the tackle box thing going on, too. I don't understand this epidemic. Listen, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to get in trouble no matter what I say. You look like you're, nope, you don't look like you're, I just can't say it. The point is don't bring the race card in. You've got plenty to worry about already than bringing in the race card. I seriously doubt that other people who are subjugated to persecution don't think that you're not persecuted enough to be queer. That's ridiculous. Come on.
5: If I am a straight person imposing on a queer subject because they don't see us as, as queer as them. Queerness is seen as, um, something that is white and a way to, to compare oppression and it's used to compare oppression. So, it's impossible for white gays to see us as, as gay as them. The LGBTQ community has been used as a front to hide racism or to excuse racism. Do research on black queerness, please.
1: No, 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 I, no, NO. I won't black queerness. Isn't that racist? Can I type that in the Google without literally the woke police coming down and banning me? Black queerness. Woo. Ninjas coming out of the freaking helicopters. The FBI will be at my door. Joke. What a joke. A one, a two, a three,
2: a four. One amounts of good pride. What amounts of good pride. What a
1: pride. What a pride. This doesn't bother me. I've seen this at gay pride parades. Listen, I, I have a serious issue with this and we're going to go through it. And I, I appreciate those people. Can I say people? Is that legal? I appreciate them letting me pick fun and I'm sure they have some things to say about me. Just lay off my boobs and my chubbiness and puffy cheeks like Brian does here. Let's just get it to it. When I was going through this in this corporate world, the changing and the uncertainty, and it wasn't for the better, it wasn't necessarily my comfort level that was challenged. It certainly wasn't that I was holding on to the past and refused to let go of my cisgender white construct, as I said. But every month there was a new training, white fragility, unconscious bias, toxic masculinity in the workplace, gender-specific sensitivity training. Myers-Briggs personality profiles, and the list would never end, telling you why you weren't good enough to be in the job that you were there to do. I don't know why they hired us. I found that the human connection was no longer the most important part of development. That self-development became the focus, and I always had one problem with this. If we were never going to have real conversations anymore, if we were so afraid of offending the people we were charged with growing and nurturing to the next level— then why were we developing ourselves at all or the skills to do that? It was as arbitrary as digging random holes in the front yard. Although the work may build muscle, character, and establish a work ethic, it still left you with the gaping holes in your yard that were devoid of any real purpose. As I looked out into the stratosphere of woke culture infecting corporations, I saw a fundamental change in our work culture. We never got anything done. We would set goals for ourselves, we would write the expected goals and outcomes, and we would never hold anyone accountable. People would 25 times in a month be late to work, and we would simply say, let's find out if there's anything in their life that's happening that's making them late. Yeah, they're freaking lazy. That's what it is. I don't need a psychological evaluation to know that. I see their work ethic when they work with me. You're not being very inclusive. Inclusive to who? Now there's a late gender? I'm punctually inefficient. Well, no, you're just lazy. I remember we would literally go into a room and lay out this master plan of how we would change our trajectory from stagnant underperformance to monumental growth and change every quarter. We would give it 90 days and then we would change horses. Because if it can't happen in 90 days, it's not worth it. No matter how long we waited, it simply never came. Because the comfort zone is never designed to bring meaningful change. We can only grow outside of it and learn to embrace the uncomfortability of being uncomfortable. As I have been out of the corporate world for three years now, a few things have happened. I've reflected on my corporate training and I have shed just about all of it in a delightful and magical vigor. I feel like I can see past all of the ideology and nuance of what I'm supposed to say and focus on what is most important, being as authentic as I can be. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things you don't like. And honestly, my career could end because of it. I may offend you. But that is the beauty of conversation. I can learn all of the outcomes and theories on how to philosophically handle a situation. But nothing beats practical application, learned behaviors. The proverbial band-aid approach will only cover my indiscretions. And I'll never really learn from them. Can you imagine when we get to a point that telling someone the truth and owning and owing them the opportunity to provide us feedback is replaced with a synthetic preordained outcome? That's what we're doing now. Let me go ahead and tell somebody completely nothing they need to hear without offending them while I do it. That is what we're asking. I don't mean to demean the younger generation. We fought some of the same fights. We demanded respect at an early age. We broke free from our parents faster than any other generation, and we subsequently ran back, in most cases, humbled and contrite. The kids will learn that this isn't their most important fight. They will learn that the world is unrelenting and has a sardonic side to its rhythm. But if they expect to have others who have walked this path before them and experienced all that they're about to experience and somehow have them protect them from the coming conflict, not only are they headed for disappointment, but maybe that is exactly what is needed to help them wake up from the proverbial pipe dream and into reality. We can shelter, we can protect, we can disillusion, but in the end we will only be coddling their feelings and subjecting them to plastic realities that are molded for our benefit and not they, them, their own. The French fry tastes the same. Macron is the leader of France. and his comments, the health pass will never be a right of access that discriminates among the French. It cannot be made compulsory for access to everyday places. French President Emmanuel Macron pledged in April during an interview with the regional press. However, less than three months later, And Macron has done an about-face. Last week, in full totalitarian form, Macron mandated the Health Pass, or the Pass Sanitier, that will be mandatory in order to gain access to leisure and cultural venues with more than 50 people, including cinemas and museums. From the beginning of August, it will be necessary to show your Health Pass to have coffee or eat lunch at a restaurant, even on an outdoor terrace, or to shop at the mall. In order to have a coffee in France beginning next month, citizens will have to prove they've had the vaccine. According to the government's draft bill, restaurants and businesses who refuse to comply will be fined up to 45,000 pounds, yen, marks. I don't even know what the hell that is. And proprietors face up to a year in prison. Of all the places I've been, I've never been to France. I have no desire. This new push is the most restrictive COVID tyranny in all of Europe, and certainly in the West. We'll just wait. The United States will surpass it any day now. Naturally, it has inspired much-deserved outrage, beginning with Macron's announcement last week. Thousands began protesting in Paris. They have marched on government buildings and even taken to vandalizing vaccine centers. More than 100,000 protesters took to the streets across the country over the weekend, with some donning the famous Gilets-Jeans or yellow vests, and I have no idea if that is correct. I really do not give a shit. Uh, my mother-in-law, that is not a cuss word. It is French for shit. The French know what to do. Gillette's Jeans are warming up, expected to get fiery over the coming weeks. Protests are planned. That's from Darren Primleth, Plymouth. I have a few of the videos right here that you get to see. I will tell you You have to decide, is this protest or insurrection? I have a feeling people will say it's insurrection because it's against something they care about. But if it's something they care about, it's just peaceful protests. Just never mind all the fires and the burning buildings. That was some other element of BLM. It certainly wasn't ours. Interesting. So much for peaceful protests. On Friday night, vandals used fire hoses to flood a clinic in lens and vercours BBC News reports. And on Saturday, a site in—I can't pronounce all these words. I'm not French—was partially destroyed in an arson attack. Some protesters also attempted to gain access to government buildings as well. While the media is painting the protesters as anti-vaxxers, in reality, the people on the ground simply desire freedom. There is nothing free about forced vaccines to have coffee or to gauge with the public. It's simply childish punishment. Everyone is sovereign in his own body, and no way does a president of the republic have the right to decide on my individual health, said one protester in Paris, who identified herself as Christelle. According to a report in Reuters, as NPR reports, Lucien, a 20-year-old retail shop manager, said he wasn't anti-vaccine, but thought that everyone should be able to do as they please within their own body. The government is going too far, he said. His 26-year-old friend, Elise, said, I'm vaccinated against diphtheria, tetanus, and polio, but the COVID vaccine is just too experimental. I happen to agree. While some of the earlier protests consisted of citizens clashing with police over the weekend, the sentiment seemed to change, and police decided to be on the right side of history, which is an amazing thing, and I want you to take a look at this, where the police are actually marching with a disenfranchised. (laughs) got a few military people in there as well it's nice to see we're not beating up any capital police officers i'm fair if not consistent folks but conveniently absent from any mainstream media network is the video that i just showed the french police joining in the protesters instead of tear gassing them this is how the french will win out when the government enforcers refuse to kidnap and cage folks who declined to take an experimental vaccine to live their lives, the government has no legs to stand on. As TFTP reported in 2018, the French Yellow Vest movement was successful in forcing the government to reverse course on new taxes after Yellow Vest took to the streets of France for, for weeks. French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe was forced to announce the suspension of the fuel tax hike, which triggered massive unrest across the country. Folks, I am just horribly distraught to tell you that we could learn something from the french i know i i know i'm i i i i know hopefully this new unrest will have the same effect and governments across the world who are mulling over the idea of forced vaccinations think twice before making such a tyrannical decision what would happen if we stopped fighting folks in summation what would happen if we rejected the medicinal toxicity that distracts us and keeps us numb to the transgressions taking place in our society. We have so many things that separate us. Class, money, race, history, ideas, religion, location, socioeconomic status, and culture. But do we have one thing in common? The one thing that should bind us rather than divide us? We've been lied to and put into separate corners in an effort to control us. We are the misguided children who have been told two different stories from our parents only to find out that the stories were designed to each garner favor from their most valued child and pit one against the other. I am convinced that the strength of our nation lies in the American people, in our communities and neighborhoods, and most importantly, in each of us individually. To heal an increasingly divided America, it is up to each of us to choose a higher path for ourselves and our communities, supported by elected officials who stand for historic American values. These are the values of civility, mutual respect, and the spirit of political compromise, the recognition that government policies must be broadly accepted to be effective, the conviction that our history as a melting pot is a major national asset, and the underlying truth that no one is to be excluded from opportunity or given the ability to participate in the civic life and prosperity of America. And if these gifts cannot be bestowed on us by the same people we elect to achieve these lofty but attainable goals, then we must stand together to take our birthright back, our birthright to be equal and free of the chains that no longer bind us, but divide us. Only then will we all share more than one variable in common and begin the path towards truly being the America that we all desire." Biden has time to actually do something. Joe Biden's presidential honeymoon has officially ended with a series of problems led by the ongoing surge of the Delta variant of coronavirus, coalescing to make the last few days seem of the worst ones he has spent as president. Consider the current landscape Biden faces. The United States is now averaging more than 85,000 daily cases of COVID, up from 23,000 just three weeks ago, while the White House touted Monday that it had reached its goal of 70% of the population with at least one vaccine shot. It came almost a month after Biden's publicly stated goal of July 4th to meet that mark. The Biden administration is engaged in a circular firing squad over the CDC's recommendation that even vaccinated individuals must wear masks indoors if they live in areas where the spread of the virus is high. What constitutes high? Besides the mental state of most of the people involved in this. In the wake of the moratorium on evictions expiring on August 1st, meaning millions of Americans will now need to pay both rent and back rent or face being kicked out of their residencies, a blame game has broken out. House Democrats, led by uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, have said they didn't have enough time to fix the problem before Congress left for the August recess and are calling on Biden to take action. Maybe you should have stopped going after Donald Trump for as long as you did and have phony hearings and investigations and do what the American people elected you to do. The White House insists it doesn't have the power to extend the moratorium. As CNN wrote over the weekend, the back and forth exposed a rare divide between President Joe Biden and the members of his party and led to veiled accusations of who was to blame. Uh, This isn't the first time they've separated on policy. In fact, this is the most divided president and house that I've seen since Donald Trump was in office, which wasn't too long ago. The question is, will the Democrats work with anyone, even their own? The number of unaccompanied minors picked up at the U.S. southern border likely hit an all-time high in July. The sharp increases from June were striking because crossings usually slow during stifling and sometimes fatal summer heat, wrote the AP. Even in what looks like a victory, the Senate's bipartisan agreement on a hard infrastructure bill, problems are cropping up for Biden. South Carolina Lindsey Graham's positive test for COVID and the time he spent on Senator Joe Manchin's houseboat over the weekend with a group of other senators could delay passage of the measures in the Senate. And even assuming the legislation passes the Senate, which it should, liberals in the House are already talking publicly and loudly about their dissatisfaction with some pieces of the Senate bill. Good luck tanking your own party's investment on child care, climate action, and infrastructure while presuming you'll survive a three-vote House margin, especially after choosing to exclude members of color from negotiations and calling that a bipartisan accomplishment, tweeted Ocasio-Cortez. That was a pretty good strike from Ocasio-Cortez. i got to give it up for AOC. At Arizona Democratic Senate Christine Cinema, following the latter's announcement of her opposition to the $3.5 trillion price tag for a second soft infrastructure bill, Do you guys remember on the debate stage when they were like, $100 trillion, that'll never happen. We're like 15, and we're not even a year in. Don't challenge the Democrats to spend money, folks. They will not surprise you, and they'll just do it. Biden, likely influenced by the skepticism of House liberals for the bipartisan infrastructure deal, tweeted this out Tuesday morning. The bipartisan infrastructure deal will give working people a fighting chance again. We can't afford not to do it. While a majority of the country still approves of the job Biden is doing in office, largely thanks to strong approval for the way he and his administration have handled the COVID 19 pandemic, those numbers have begun to flag somewhat. If you consider 156 percent to be a majority, gotta love the media, 0.6%. It's within the error of margin. And in April, Monmouth, 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 Monmouth whatever university poll. Why make it confusing? Why use Engl- old English? I don't understand. We fought a revolution, so we you get all that crap out of here. 54% approved of how Biden was handling the presidency, while 41% disapproved in the latest Monmouth survey. Released at the end of July, just 48% approved, while 44% disapproved. What does the future or at least the next few weeks hold for Biden? The honest answer is no one knows. Well, I know. Like much of the first six months of Biden's presidency, almost everything depends on COVID-19. Does the Delta variant continue to ravage unvaccinated communities? Do deaths from the virus surge? Does the recent increase in vaccinations last? Can the administration overcome its initial messaging struggles on the need to put masks back on in some parts of the country? The answers to those questions will determine whether this is a temporary blip or the start of a longer decline for Biden and his administration. At the moment, things look really bad for Biden. A Gallup poll released Monday showed that just 40% of Americans believe the coronavirus situation is getting better in the U.S. That's a stunning drop from the 89% who said the same in Gallup polling in June. Everything, and I mean everything, flows from the COVID news, and the truth is that Biden's ability to change the current story on COVID-19 in this country is decidedly limited and will ultimately end his demise. And his demise, that was redundant, will ultimately be his demise better. If he would only do what we asked him to do, or at least what he said he would do. In summation, bring us together. We have never been more apart. How about you call out both sides for their ridiculous behavior? How about you redefine the presidency and do what truly needs to be done, Mr. Biden, fervently Go oh, after hypocrisy. Split with the party. You already are. Split with all parties. You have one chance to create a legacy because the crisis that we are facing is defining your presidency, just like it did for Donald Trump. How about you show people the American fighting spirit and take all of us to the back of the barn as you threaten to do to Donald Trump because we all deserve it. I am on the precipice of getting the shot, but I don't feel it from you. I feel it from a sense of duty and longing to protect my country and my neighbor, but that is from my own creation and accord and has nothing to do with your presidency. I don't hear you calling out AOC without a mask on the steps and putting it on for a photo op when she's surrounded by 100 people. I don't hear you doing it to the Democrats who are on the Learjet, a private jet, which I want to know where that money came from without masks and most of them got covid even though they had the vaccine and we're told that it's just a small tiny percentage how come all of those senators on that plane out of most of them had the vaccine and most of them got covid it doesn't stack with the numbers i received some numbers from a good friend of mine from houston methodist which also don't align with the narrative an internal document from one of the busiest hospitals in the united states I don't hear you calling Republicans hypocrites for using the vaccine for political dry powder, but at least they have followed your lead when you have asked them to. We don't need a president that leads division. We need a president who can raise a fist and begin publicly shaming the ineffectiveness of the elected leadership. Asking for change in a docile tone with no fervor is not what we need. We have had Jimmy Carter before. We need a measured and tempered response. Explain to us why we need to do this. And don't ridicule. Defend the ignorance of some by labeling what it truly is. Not ignorance at all, but trepidation, doubt, cynicism. And can we expect it to feel anything less? We continually hear that it's red state's faults for the unvaccinated. And you know that isn't true. If we cannot call it the China virus, we certainly cannot call it the red state virus. You see the same data that I do. You also know that the African-American community is reserved as well. Why? What are the commonalities that we share? Recognize those. Hell, even exploit them. But don't shun us for them. Unite the country by recognizing our hesitation and urge to hold on and fend for ourselves. Because that is the true spirit you are facing. People who are are too stubborn. A community that was left behind by this country and now a new community that is feeling like we are next, blamed for our beliefs, unable to openly speak our minds, ask questions, and if we do, we get a proverbial slap from the collective, no matter which side we come down on. You are asking for the help of the disenfranchised and the ever-growing weary. You have asked us to help without asking for it by showing us that you actually have our best interest at heart. You've done no such thing. We have heard this song and dance before. You ridicule. You allow your attack dogs to sling arrows at us from afar. And all we are looking for is your leadership. Donald Trump failed to truly make any of us feel confident in the vaccine. And you can ask most Trump supporters and they will tell you that they're not getting it. You have failed in the same endeavor for the same reasons. We expect more. We demand more. And if you continue on this course, your legacy will be the same as every other president, a complete waste of our time. Folks, that's it for episode 200. Thank you for joining me. That was fun, and I hope you had a good time. If you didn't, well, suck it up. Hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. Do me a favor, folks. I end it every time the same way is with a Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Veterans are in dire need of your help. 22, commit suicide a day. It is way too many. Please reach out to a veteran. If you haven't talked to one in a while, it's important. Holidays are coming up. I know that doesn't seem, it seems crazy, but they are right around the corner. It is one of the highest time for suicide and 22 a day bumps up to closer to 27 a day. Veterans need your help. Reach out and have that conversation. If you can't have it, call me leave me a PM. I will do whatever I can to help son, daughter, uncle, dad, friend. I don't care. I would love to help. Please reach out. And if that doesn't work, you can go to don'tunfriendme.com and click the VCL link in the top right-hand corner. And you'll be connected via Skype or through your phone and connect to a VCL operator. If you are a civilian, please reach out to them as well. They will never turn anyone away. They are in the job of helping people. Folks, please like, share, and subscribe right here. It means a whole great deal to me. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Anchor, and if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, welcome and thank you for being a dummy. If you didn't, tell me why below. You can love me, you can hate me, we can agree, we can disagree. All I ask is that you don't unfriend me. I will see you tomorrow for Red Friday and episode 201. Have a blessed evening. Be good to each other. Good night.